morning, wherever you are. God bless. This is God Talk and Pastor Dan, number 77. We're wrestling with this issue under the dry bone story of Ezekiel chapter 37. The old nature-nurture debate. Are we bound by our past, by our destiny, by our parents, our gene pool, the family generations back? People who have depression are going to just have that. Uh, people with addictive personalities, whatever it is, are we tied? People say, I've got to be mean. Uh, Flip Wilson used to have the famous phrase, the devil made me do it. Can we beat those things? Can we be different? And they study twins. They'll study identical twins fraternal twins, brothers and sisters who, uh, same family, and just try to see the differences between these different gene pool stories. Someone told me a story from Australia. A baby was taken from an aboriginal village, put into a Christian school, had had no contact with their family or their culture for 14 years, only Christianity, and only the dorm. The night before the 14th birthday, the villagers came over the wall, kidnapped him, took him to their village for some manhood ritual. The principal of the school finally found him, and he's all painted up. It's like he had never had one minute of Christianity. 14 years seemed to be gone overnight. Pretty powerful, the nurture side. Go back to Victor Borga, the famous uh, comedian from Denmark, he's passed away now. But he used to have a little skit where he would play the piano like he was a six-year-old. And in the music recital, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And then he would hit the wrong note. He hit a B instead of a C. And you would laugh and giggle. Then, 20 years later, he's got long hair and he's in a recital. And he's much better and he's all over the piano. But he played that same song and had many more notes all over. But when he got to that one note, same note was wrong. And then when he's 86... The family asked him to play one more time. He's got white hair, same song. And he's amazing. He can play all over the piano. But when he comes to that note, same mistake. 80 years. Hasn't learned. Hasn't changed. My grandfather on my father's side was a great man. We loved him. But he was an inveterate girl watcher. <laughs> You would sit at a dinner with him, and if he looked out uh, and saw a pretty girl or the waitress, he said, boy, look at that. And he would, of course, tell us that the grandson, boy, boys, look at that. He's in his 90s, in a wheelchair, in the nursing home. And we'd take him out to eat, and he would see a pretty girl go by and just follow her with his eyes. Look at that. Still watching girls. Never changed. Loved my grandmother. No problem with that. But a girl watcher. <laughs> O.J. Simpson. I read an article one time that looked at his life. As a little boy, he was the fastest boy in Oakland, California. They could steal stuff and outrun the police. No one could ever catch him. He was just that fast. Grab something, run. Goes to high school, makes some mistakes. Didn't matter. Whatever. It's always too fast. They could never catch him. Coaches would always cover for him. Get away with anything. Because he was just that good of an athlete. Got to college, playing at USC. So fast always faster than the defense again get away with anything coaches cover for you same pattern as a little boy goes to the nfl he could talk good he made commercials he was handsome made all kinds of mistakes privately never got into the newspapers people covered up for him could always get away with it after the nfl they caught him one time he was working for television for the Super Bowl. His job was to cover the nightlife. And they found him in the back seat of a limousine with a girl. He wasn't covering the nightlife. He was living the nightlife itself. Got away with it. Just OJ. To OJ was. Then, most people think he probably killed his wife and somehow got the big lawyers. And he got away with that, too. They tried to charge him $30 million to pay for the terrible damage he had done. Never paid it. And he thought in his 60s he could go into a hotel room in Las Vegas and try to get his memorabilia back and go in there with some thugs and some guns and think he can get away with it. Because he'd gotten away with it all his life. Hadn't changed. Always fast. Always slippery. And get away. Can people change? Can people really change or is nature so powerful that we're fixed?
football teams that can watch another team. They watch them on video. They spend the whole week watching, and they go into the game, and they know the trends, and they know the tendencies. If we knew everything about your past, could we predict exactly where you're going to go? You're going to do that because you've done it this way. And if we knew every factor of your gene pool and your family's raising, you could say you have free choice. It may feel free, but it's not free. You're going to do what you were going to do. Or can we change? That's the question from Ezekiel 37. And now on the nurture side and a thousand other verses in the Bible, when they ask, can these bones bones live? The answer is yes, they can. You don't just have to change a little. You can go from death to life. It's not just a few percent on a test somewhere. You can go from dry bones to fully alive. Romans 5, 6, when we were ungodly, Jesus died for us. You can go from ungodly to godly, from mean to sweet, from negative to positive. That's what we believe. So when those people said in my church board that this particular ethnic group could never change, that they are fixed by certain traits, and that's what they are all over the world forever, I had to just erupt. If that's true, then I got to get out of the game because my whole game is based upon Jesus not only can forgive your sins he can change your life and you can be different and you can be better john 8 11, neither do i condemn you now go and sin no more matthew 1 21 thou shalt call his name jesus for he shall save his people from their sins and of course second corinthians 5 17 for anyone who is in christ is a new creation the old has gone the new has come jesus said you can be born again that's what we believe People ask why this story is in two stages. First, the bones come together, then the wind. Just like Genesis 2, God formed man out of the dust of the ground and then breathed life into him. So this is just as powerful as the first creation. If God can bring people to life out of dust, he can make life out of dry bones. He can do it again. He has the same life-giving power. Of course, object lessons 3.30. Never should we lower the standard of righteousness in order to accommodate inherited or cultivated tendencies to wrongdoing. All righteous attributes dwell in God, and everyone who receives Christ is privileged to possess those attributes. Everything that is in God can now become us. Dry bones can live. So we got to wrap it up today. We'll go on tomorrow. But I just wanted to plant that idea. Whatever area in your life that might feel a little dead, areas that you fought with all your life, just say, boy, I want to be different than that. I don't want to have this for the rest of my life. I want to surmount it. I want to fly. I want to be great. I want to be righteous, kind, and good, no matter what. May it be so. That's what the promise is. We can be new creations. We can, bones can come to life and be a mighty army for God. We'll go on to the next level tomorrow. God bless you. Have a great day. This is God Talk. We look forward to talking to you tomorrow. See you then.